0: Welcome to one more episode, Micro Podcast, Digital Transformation Industry 4.0 and Emerging Technologies. I am Vijay Gupta and I am the host. Today, we have Bob Sharan with us. Uh, he is a passionate and tenacious disruptor and innovator. Bob, welcome to our podcast. Can you please introduce yourself to the
1: audience? Yeah, thank you for that. Thank you for having me. Um, yes, uh, my name is uh, Bob Sharon, and I'm the uh, founder and chief innovation officer of uh, blue iot um, who in fact have developed the first smart cities platform from the cloud uh, that actually controls and manages buildings in such a way that delivers amazing sustainability outcomes Uh, amongst other things i judge data centers for fun um globally i don't get paid i do it for love um i'm one of those square pegs in a round hole to quote steve jobs but we love to get things done. And accomplish things for everyone's benefit. So, thank you uh, for allowing me that introduction.
0: Uh, good to know, Bob. Uh, so, my next question is about uh, uh, you know the digital transformation industry four dot adoption. Can you share uh, some of the business challenges associated?
1: Certainly. Uh, look, I, I think one of the challenges, especially for startups, are uh, to gain uh, acceptance. Um, because a a lot of organisations look at you and say, gee, you're pretty small. Um, Will we even deal with you? That's probably one of the first challenges. Uh, And the other one, of course, is you're trying to cross the divide into a new world of uh, technology uh, to deliver an outcome. And so we're starting with an open book, trying to develop new things. And of course, you're putting everything at risk. Uh, in order to, um, you know, find new and better ways of, of doing things, and so uh, we 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 just found uh, that we were able to do things uh, and develop some world-leading technologies. But then to get adoption uh, by organisations anywhere is is a is a huge um, challenge. Uh, fortunately, we were able to do that um and i guess that's the same challenge for many startups uh, around the world Um, the other one of course is to develop your product in such a way that it becomes commercially viable Uh, a lot of organizations have great ideas and startups but trying to convert those great ideas into uh, commercially uh, sustainable outcomes that is cost effective delivery methods that will deliver an actual return uh, to um, clients and customers is another challenge and so uh, uh, we were you know in the same boat as many but fortunately uh, we were certainly able to overcome uh, these challenges uh, of course cash flow is another major challenge uh, to any startup so raising capital raising funds which is a continuous exercise even to this day for us uh, is always uh, a challenge um, but um, you know, we, we, we're we getting there. Um, we've been able to raise a, a reasonable amount of funds thus far. Um, but now uh, we're certainly moving into next phases. But uh, these are common challenges that I'm sure many startups can relate to.
0: Uh, good to hear, Bob. Uh, so my next question is about uh, the benefits uh, you can envisage uh, from the Digital Transformation Industry
1: 4.0. Well, of course, the benefits is very much not so much um, you know, a lot of, a lot of organizations are t- trying to sell technology per se, but technology by itself doesn't deliver anything. It, it's, it's technology that is leveraged to deliver particular outcomes. So Industry 4.0, uh, when focused in the, in, the, in the right directions and the right avenues, which there is a lot out there now, can deliver amazing uh, returns, whether we're working in, um, in um, factory automation, or building automation and and, uh, digital transformation, uh, predictive maintenance, uh, internet of things, which forms an essential part of the digital transformation journey. uh, With the combination of all of these things that build into Industry 4.0, the the returns not only to the financial bottom line, um, but also to the human bottom line uh, that is uh, much greater health wellness safety even within buildings facilities and places uh and, and much lower energy consumption and much better carbon footprints so any 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 organization moving towards carbon neutrality uh, again it, it's an amazing uh support to all of these things and, and smarter management and and with all of that democratization of data uh, for the good of everybody and for the planet. So, um, so many ways and I've only probably just touched the surface, um, then you can go right into, you know, the human uh, elements and, and, and uh, senses on people uh, to again uh, support ongoing health and wellness uh, of people. Um, especially those with chronic conditions as well. There's a whole host of things um, that Industry 4.0 is moving forward and certainly will be delivering returns a bit like the initial industrial revolution. Then of course we had the communications revolution uh, and now we have Industry 4.0.
0: Thanks Bob for sharing uh, insights uh, along with the business benefits and challenges. Now coming to the opportunities, what kind of opportunities we think are going forward?
1: Oh, look, amazing opportunities. Um, We look at what's happening with COVID-19, for example. um, And what that has done is realize that we've got a problem in that um, uh, organizations and, and building owners and operators don't have access. Uh, to their buildings and facilities remotely, Um, especially for legacy, older buildings. And there are the majority of buildings that there are in that category. Um, And then we go to health and safety and wellness of people in these buildings, proximity, density of people, uh, airflow management, all sorts of things uh, around the prevention of of, of, uh, bacteria and viruses and things like that. Um, So um, what COVID has done was said to people that you know, we need to future-proof our buildings and facilities. We, If, if other outbreaks come, what can we do to mitigate the risks? So we need to be able to access the buildings remotely. We need to control them uh, and manage them from any device anywhere, whether it be a phone or a laptop or anything. Uh, we need to know what's happening in the building with all the assets, with all the devices. Whereas up to now, that hasn't been the case in, in most situations. So the, the journey to digital transformation is now going to accelerate uh, Post-COVID-19, and uh, it's going to benefit um, everyone. It's going to reduce the carbon footprint. Um, it, it is going to it is going to enhance um, it is going to enhance uh, the operation of these buildings and places. It's going to make it safer for people. It's going to make it healthier, um, and it's just going to happen automatically um, as we move forward. So. A lot of good opportunities um, and that includes open spaces, parks, gardens, the saving of water uh, by using sensors and working uh, and operating these systems from the cloud. It is, it is going to be absolutely amazing. Uh, so lots of opportunities coming uh, without any shadow of a doubt.
0: Uh, thanks, Bob, uh, for sharing uh, uh, on the business benefits challenge and opportunities. Now we heard about that. So what about business models in a post-COVID era?
1: Okay, now business models is going to be very interesting. So we're going to have a move towards a SaaS model, uh, that is a software as a service uh, type model. Um, so what I see are probably um, uh, two predominant models uh, moving forward. The first model being you'll have your capital cost of of systems and things uh, and digital transformation going in uh, along with an ongoing subscription, which will um, basically mean we're continuously commissioning, we're continuously standing by the side of our customers to deliver returns to the triple bottom line through analytics, through AI, machine learning, a whole lot of different aspects, uh, supporting clients to continue to deliver savings. Uh, ongoing basis, on an ongoing basis. However, um, uh, initially there will be everything as a service. So total SaaS model, but over time, I think we will move to the model where it is an everything as a service and we'll move away from a CapEx traditional model, cheapest price wins, uh, which is not sustainable in the long-term. Long-term we're looking for continuous long-term total cost of ownership savings. And that, that will be best borne out in the SaaS model where it's uh, everything as a service with no capital cost upfront. Uh, And that's really where I see it going over time. Uh,
0: uh, Thanks, Bob. So can I also share uh, some of the use cases, case studies, at least uh, three in number, uh, where you worked or working and what are your experiences?
1: Yep, okay. Well, we had a very first system in the world that was installed, the first smart city uh, platform where we delivered building automation from the cloud, running a local non-IP network uh, was in a small office building by a local council uh, in uh, the city of Greater Dandenong in a suburb in Melbourne. Um, and um, uh, this building um, uh, was was small, uh, had about seven big package systems delivering heating and cooling to the various parts of, uh, of the two-story uh, building um, for their uh, office staff. And um, as soon as we took over immediately, we, we, we went from having five degree variations in temperature from one part of the office building to the other down to about one and a half degrees, one degree mostly. Um, and then we got to achieving 21% savings off total uh, electricity, um, utility bills uh, year on year and about 47% savings on the HVAC component uh, of, of, of the building. So that was that was the very first uh, building we did. Um, that was commissioned in December, 2018. Um, then we have a, another building that was a, a lot more complex. It was a, a 23 year old uh, infrastructure running a whole lot of mixing boxes, uh, letting hot and cold air in at once. Uh, there was 19 mixing boxes and there was three package systems. And it was a very complicated old system um, and so we uh, replaced the old systems in their controls and put our own building automation platform from the cloud in there with hardware inside. And on that one, uh, year on year over six month period, um, we saved 70% of the HVAC kilowatt hours year on year and 46% of the electricity consumption kilowatt hours year on year. And we also save 64% of gas megajoules year on year, which was amazing um, outcome. Um, And so in a more, in another more recent one, we just commissioned in Sydney, um, an 8,000 square meter library. Um, We have saved uh, approximately 41% of uh, kilowatt hours year on year, but um, we're we're only starting to to tune up uh, the system, Um, so that's already pretty massive Um, and uh, the visualization that has come out of it uh, and uh, and the access to all the data, uh, our clients are extremely happy uh, with the results and we're just continually looking uh, and improving uh, the systems and the service, um, especially now as we're moving to predictive maintenance and these systems do have um um predictive maintenance built into them. So if we find a, a motor or a pump is going out of line, uh, we've got the power factor numbers because we're measuring all the electrical circuits in all our systems. We 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 don't not measure this. We need to measure every single circuit in our purview uh, in order to understand the data because we're data driven and we need to know what's happening on site. So uh, we're achieving great outcomes and uh, we are expanding um you know to other countries. Uh, Though I suspect COVID will will keep us at bay just a little bit till we get to the other nations.
0: Uh, Fantastic use cases, Bob, to hear from you. So my next question is about uh, the emerging technologies. We say digital emerging technologies such as internet of things, artificial intelligence, and so on and so forth. So can you also throw some light on how it is going to affect the Digital Transformation Industry 4.0 initiatives?
1: Yes, Um, yes. So um, we're already um, in the space, we're delivering these things through the internet of things we're using machine learning already. AI will be adapted um, in uh, in the new year, in 2021. Um, And the big potential in what we're doing is newer sensor types um, that will be much smaller, uh, more robust uh, and more easily distributed. I see that happening already in the next one to two years. And AI will will build dramatically over the next few years. So for example, in predictive maintenance right now, if we find a problem, we can say, we know that there's a problem with this device and we need to fix it. We're not sure when it's gonna fail, might be in the next few months probably, but we can't accurately predict. Uh, I I would suggest that in three to five years time, we will know to the day and eventually even the hour uh, when these devices will fail. Uh, through the development of more advanced AI, neural networks, um, uh, deep learning, a whole lot of things. And this the, these are the emerging technologies. Of course, use of VR, AR as well, which will show us what's going on right into the depths of the devices and the assets and things like that. Digital twins, of course, is emerging. Uh, a lot of people bandy the term out about Uh, A digital twin itself is not rocket science, it's just a digital image, you know, whether it's a a CAD drawing a 3D image, um, a Revit image or a BIM image, uh, but um, it's what you do with that image that will transform that. Um, And that's what we're going to be doing in 2021. So, you know, in all of these areas, they're going to advance um, over the next few years uh, in a big way.
0: Uh, thanks, Bob. Uh, so coming to my last question, uh, this is regarding the skilling, upskilling and reskilling. Uh, so mainly for the career opportunities, I would like to answer uh, here from us, from you to the audience, mainly for uh, three segments. One is freshers, uh, like freshers are students and professionals. What is your thought on that?
1: Well, obviously, you know, it's important that universities uh, are gearing up and, and, and moving down this path of internet of things, industry 4.0, um, uh, VR, AR, um, uh, AI, machine learning, all these things need to be taught. And hopefully these, these institutions will be, you know, ramping up uh, the training of, of their students in that whole engineering field, because it's a huge space and we need, you know, we need, Um, you know, uh, young um, graduates to come in and we run quite a a graduate program ourselves, we run an internship program, we're looking for bright students ourselves, we have a number of them with us now. Um, And in terms of professionals, again, um, that could be training on the job, it could be vocational education or there are organisations out there that can provide such training. And again, need to be gearing up to train existing professionals who are well-trained but need to adapt to these newer technologies and understand them better so that they can use these tools of the trade in order to deliver outcomes to their clients. So uh, there's amazing opportunities in this training space uh, for this to occur. Uh, One thing we need to watch out for is smoke and mirrors. A lot of people are talking smoke and mirrors. Oh, we can manage all these buildings from the cloud. Oh, we only use software. Well, if you're running legacy systems in a building, how can you only use software from the cloud to manage a building when you've got limited data uh, and the systems in the building are very crude? So we've got to be very careful to make sure that we're we're really delivering an outcome and not a marketing spiel.
0: Fantastic, Bob, right? I think you're points of information is very relevant in today's and future markets and our audience will love it to hear from you. (laughs) So uh, yeah, thanks Bob for joining us and sharing your valuable insights on the digital transformation industry 4.0 business challenges, opportunities and models and use cases. Absolutely. And also finally sharing your piece of advice to students and professionals. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me.